what you're not gonna do is put me in a box. <laughs> when I say the definition of I said what I said, <laughs> that's what I meant. I mean, come on, be serious. Ooh, honey. Hey, 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 what's up, honeys? How are y'all? I hope you all are doing well. Hopefully facing those fears, right? And still being intentional. We rolling up on that October 22nd. Where we gonna check back and see how intentional we have been in the last 30 days. But I hope in your intentionality, you are intentionally facing your fears and letting your faith completely destroy them. So last week, I mentioned a lot of awareness in October. Um, one being Down Syndrome Awareness. And I shared a few facts on that. Um, I also, before I dig deep into what I want to talk about today, I also would like to uh, remind you guys that October is also Infant and Pregnancy Loss uh, Awareness Month. So if you've lost a baby due to SIDS, um, miscarriages, or just lost a baby or pregnancy at any point, uh, we are praying for you i can directly resonate with you and just know that october is the month for that awareness as well october 15th is the actual day of pregnancy and infant loss awareness now getting back into what i want to talk about today and how that the pregnancy and infant loss awareness and the Down Syndrome awareness tied together kind of puts the icing on the cake of what I have faced my entire 20s and not even know why. I know, don't don't think too far. I'm reeling it back and I'm gonna break it all down for you, okay? So today, um, I wanna bring awareness to something similar to both of those and hopefully provide some hope or give some hope by sharing my personal story. I wanna discuss balance translocation and how it pertains to me. Now, if you look up balance translocation, you're not gonna find much um, awareness or support about it or around it, but you'll get a lot of information about what it actually is and where it comes from. So last month, I had a specialized karyotype test done to see if I had any genetic mutations. Now, the results that I received would probably crush the average person, but for me, it provided some sort of closure and understanding. I tested positive for being a Robertsonian translocation carrier. Now, I'm sure that sounds like foreign language to a lot of us because it definitely was for me when I first heard it. So last week, when I told you there are three types of Down syndrome, I told you there was trisomy 21, translocation, and mosaicism. Me being a Robertsonian translocation carrier puts me at a higher risk of not being able to have children or producing offspring who could possibly have a balanced translocation or have translocation down syndrome just hold, hold what you got i'm gonna get into it and make it a little more simpler for you so 
basically I have all the genetic material that I need for what the world would consider normal um, but for what I would say wouldn't make me much different than other people however the arrangement of my chromosomes are a bit unorthodox so I'm gonna give you a little bit of a science lesson real quick when your parents are making you or when they've conceived you you're gonna get half of your chromosomes from your mom half from your dad that makes up 46 chromosomes right okay so you have chromosome numbered 1 through 46 in pairs so one of my 14th chromosomes decided to attach itself to my 13 chromosomes at some point during that conception stage or a meiosis stage so to the naked eye if you were to put my chromosomes up on a display it would look like I have 45 when I actually do have all 46 the only issue is one of my 14 chromosomes is hanging out in the same spot where my two 13 chromosomes are making it look like I have 45 this resulted in me having a balanced translocation and being a direct carrier for Robertsonian translocation. Now I'm going to give you a few facts on Robertsonian translocation so you can understand uh, my story before I get too deep into it. So Robertsonian translocation carriers are at risk for infertility, spontaneous abortions, and chromosomally unbalanced offspring. Approximately 2-4% to 4 of reoccurring pregnancy loss is associated with this. Now, before I go any further, I want to stop here and just kind of get hint at how this related to me. When I got these results, I found myself going down a rabbit hole digging for information and trying to find support groups to see like who else is going through this because I was like... You just laid this information out on me and I don't know a single person who has this in my family, around my family. And and the, genet the genetics counselor did say that it could come from generations way before you, 10 generations before you, right? So I'm just looking for some type of awareness on this and I couldn't find anything. But in hindsight, it did give me some closure in why I had so many unexplained miscarriages in my 20s. And um, I don't know. I just remember being in my 20s and thinking that I was broken, like completely fractured. Can't do what women do because I can't hold babies. I'm not being why am I not being able to hold my babies? And um these results kind of gave me a little bit of closure with that. It gave me the why that I had been searching for in the last decade. And um, had I not known that what God was capable of, this probably would have worried me. But I really just wanted to see who else was going through this. So that's what I found myself doing, digging that rabbit hole. But, okay, let me get back to it. So, with Robertsonian translocation involving chromosomes 13 and 14, like me, there's a 1% chance of the fetus being affected, which meaning there's a 1% chance of you actually having a child that could have 
uh, translocation down syndrome. But get this, there's only a 0.4% chance of even having a viable pregnancy. Now, these are just the results that I, I got. So you can imagine how my mouth hit the floor when I saw that because I'm finding this out six months after delivering my son, right? Okay, let me give you a little more information. So not only that, but when it comes to one of the parents being a healthy carrier of Robertsonian translocation involving the chromosome 21, the risk of having a baby um, with Down syndrome, trisomy 21, or any Down syndrome, is estimated to be between 10 to 15 percent when the carrier is a mom and 0.5 to 2.5 percent when the carrier is the father now i'm gonna stop there and i'm gonna plug something in real quick um a lot of people read these numbers and they see these risks and one thing that i've noticed about the medical field they can say things in a way that comes off very insulting and i don't like to use the terms could be diagnosed or have like what's okay and if that is the case what's the problem there's no normal and abnormal you can say there's a difference I like that better so I just wanted to kind of put plug that in real quick because I really hate when I'm reading off statistics from medical journals or just information from your doctor it could be a little insulting sometimes and they use words that are offensive in a way and they don't try to be it's, it's just western medicine but i like to use the word different versus normal or abnormal i don't like those so we're just gonna say different okay because we're all different in some type of way I, I like that word better all right let me continue so after getting these results let me tell you why i didn't worry too much because Receiving these results, before I received them, I encountered three miscarriages and Lord knows thousands of dollars worth of negative pregnancy tests. But my story kicks in where a week before our wedding, we got married May 7th, 2022. A week prior to that, my husband and I ended up setting up an appointment with Pathways Fertility in Atlanta, if you're familiar with it, um, to start the IUI process. Now, the IUI process is not the same as in vitro. The IUI, they take the egg, they take the semen, they put it together, boom, put it back in you. The, I, the in vitro is a little extensive. Uh, the process is a little longer. You're getting certain genetic testing and all this stuff done. So we were thinking that maybe we were getting bad sperm in one batch or this egg wasn't ready. It just We were thinking, let's just get, get the egg, get the sperm. If it works, boom, put it in. We're good to go. That's where our mindset was, right? We were so desperate to start a family after being married. So we were like, let's just start here and see. We'll do one round because I, I remember it was like $400 or something. And I was like, um, let's just try one time. If it don't work, we just going to let God do God, right? But God is so funny. You tell him your plans and you try to plan out your life and he will completely intervene 
so that he gets the glory in it all. And that's exactly what he did. But let me continue with the story. So I set our appointment for August 1st, 2022, which I believe fell on a Monday. Now, like I said, God is going to get the glory one way or another. So on June 10th, I remember this night specifically because my spirit was so unsettling. Like it was like I was on highs and lows, highs and lows. I was still excited about me and my best friend being married. Oh my gosh, we're about to start our life together. We got an appointment in August. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, oh, my mind is just going, 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 going. What if it doesn't work? What if it does work? Why is it so far away? Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Oh my gosh, I'm happy what if what if it doesn't work though like i'm just going a thousand miles in my head and something just fell on me where i felt like let me just talk to god and it was different from your average prayer and i feel like this is the way we we're supposed to pray but tonight that night it was just different so on june 10th 2022 just 34 days after our wedding I had a talk with God and like I said, I don't know what made me do this. It had to be a complete act of the Holy Spirit. It had to be. So while I'm laying next to my husband, I literally asked God to allow me to give my husband a son. Right. How specific can you be? (laughs) And I'm telling you this. It had to be an act of the Holy Spirit because God knows what our purpose is going to be in life. He knows what what we're supposed to be doing, how it's supposed to happen. And I don't know what made me ask him for a son other than the Holy Spirit. And it was just so random. So I'm talking to God or whatever. And not that I even needed to remind him of what he did for Hannah. But I just flat out said, God... When you give us a son, I want you to use him as a vessel. You did it for Hannah. You'll do it for me. And I even told him I will dedicate him back to you because that's exactly what Hannah said to God. I will give my son back to you. And Samuel the prophet came and she gave him back to God. And so we did dedicate our child back uh, to God. We did a christening, christening for him. Um, when he was four months but I said those words and I just received it in my heart and I just believed that it was going to come to pass and in that moment I just knew I just knew it was going to happen I say all that to say God kept his promise and he showed me that he kept his promise by not allowing me to find out I was a carrier until after my son was six months six whole months God showed me that my handsome and healthy son had a medically projection of a 0.04% chance of survival. You cannot tell me God is not real. So moms and dads, if you're out there and you have balanced translocation or you are a carrier like me, don't give up. Keep your faith. It will happen for you. It is going to happen for you. If you have to read Hannah's prayer or God's promise to Abraham every day until it happens, do it. God sees all. He hears all. 
and he knows the desires of your heart. If you and your spouse have been trying or have experienced more than three miscarriages, ask your physician to conduct a genetic karyotype test for you. I am currently working on providing more resources and support for parents like myself and my husband. I'll be sure to post them on the Honeybee Serious Podcast Instagram. If you are not connected, our Instagram handle is Honeybee Serious. That's B with two E's. Honeybee Serious Podcast underscore. Follow us. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts so you don't miss out on any information and any resources available to you. Be positive. Be hopeful. And until next time, be serious.